You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. everybody and welcome to Watchpoint Radio episode 144. It's your boy Windows X Penis and I'm here with Ben Guyton also known as the Dude Abides. Hey what's going on everybody how's it going tonight? And tonight on Watchpoint Radio we are going to talk about a few things that we kind of came up with last minute because there's literally no news going on. Uh, first of all, first off, we're going to talk about our week in Overwatch and the current meta and why Reaper still sucks. Uh, we're going to talk about the Watchers tournament uh, and some of the takeaways I had from that experience. Um, talk about a new price drop on Overwatch and kind of riff on that kind of stuff. I'm no Josh, so I can't remember all of the intro stuff. But Watchport Radio is a Masters Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and the state of the game. You can find it on MashThoseButtons.com or any uh, podcast providers that you can potentially think of. I don't think there's a single one we're not on. And you can also find us on Twitter at WatchPoint Radio. So, Ben, uh, started off, we don't have any listener questions, but uh, how was your week in Overwatch? How has it been? Um, it hasn't been too... Oh, I can't say that. It's been absolute shit. Um, you know, I had a good <laughs> week the week beforehand, uh, climbing back into Plat for the first time in a while. And since hitting that threshold has been nothing but just brain dead teammates right and left. Um, I've broken my rule of playing in groups less than a six stack that I've like thoroughly vetted. Um, and I've, I've dropped 300 SR in like five days because of it. So you've been part of it. You've seen the witness to some of the people that we've played with. Oh, dear God. Um, no, we had this one guy. We got to talk about the Roadhog We, we have to talk about him. Oh, my God. <laughs> this motherfucker here. All right. So we're playing on Hollywood, I believe. And uh, yeah, on, on attack, he goes, well, no. So to, to set the stage, we're on defense first point, And we realize as the match is about to start that we have no healers, uh, four DPS and two tanks. So Kinder and another Brave Soul sprint back to the spawn room. Try and switch. Needless to say, we lost point really quickly. Yeah. And now, granted, that was an honest mistake because it was a mistake. we started off. We started off talking in lobby, yeah. uh, and Which we everybody got was talking, kind of getting along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was talking, getting along in lobby, and we're just shooting the shit. And before we know it, we've got four DPS and no <laughs> healers. Oh shit! Yeah, and it's three seconds to point. <laughs> so yeah, we that was had an to honest mistake of us just being a little too friendly. Yeah, it happens. Um, but yeah. The, um, we happened to be having trouble dealing with a Reaper, um, given our given comp. And guy on our team, who I kept asking to switch off of Roadhog onto a Zarya or a Diva to help mitigate some damage with us, because I was playing main tank, continued to say that Roadhog is the direct counter to Reaper. Um, QN, Kinder, and myself, and another random guy on the team telling him how stupid he is in less words. 
Um, and well, him first, can, first laughing and then telling him how yeah, we, we laughed pretty thoroughly. Um, I think Kinder might have laughed like Junkrat, just you know, out of pure reaction. <laughs> um, yeah, and then on offense, he made it a point to just stay on Roadhog the whole time. Whole team asked for maybe a Diva or Azaria, didn't care. Uh, said, "Well, I have gold damage. I have gold uh, kills. You know, so I'm obviously not the problem." So then again, you know, therein lies the problem with our stat system in Overwatch. Something that comes up far too often. Golds doesn't mean anything if you're getting rolled. Um, but yeah, the guy just continued to go on about how Roadhog is one of the best off tanks in the game, which Kinder and I just continued to laugh about. Um, yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, I love me some Roadhog. I love to play Roadhog. And I think he's a great hero in certain situations. You don't run Roadhog into Reaper, much less new Reaper. Well, not to mention his, him, well, his, his, his line of reasoning was, I'm going to hook the Reaper. And that's all he kept saying. If I hook the Reaper, then he's going to die. To which everyone jumped down his throat. It's like, until he just shoots you and gains all his health back and walks away because you're an old battery. Um, he clearly right. didn't understand. What, I don't even know if he knew there was a patch. To be honest, he might not have. And that would have made more sense. Uh, even before that patch, like I could see hooking him out of position, out of position and team collapsing on him killing him that could have been effective if he were playing behind shield which he was not he was not yeah. um he was trying to play old school flank hog which back in season like five was great you know you could hook a reaper but after the first reaper buff way back you haven't been able to hook reaper ever since basically not since to mention, they took away his souls mechanic right after that he gained life on shots landed so it kind of changes the dynamic of how that interaction works Right. And I don't uh, I don't know how many of you have played uh, against a, a decent Reaper lately, but they are all over the place and impossible to fucking kill unless you have teamwork. Uh, and that's a good segue, I think, into. Well, actually, I'll, I'll tell you about my week in Overwatch, too. Uh, damn, that would have been a perfect segue. <laughs> almost. Almost, man. Almost had it. Uh, as for my week, um, I. Started off on my first account. It's just been kind of an average week, win-lose, win-lose. Uh, did have a couple of days where uh, we went on a big win streak playing with uh, a few of our guys. Uh, I think it was you, uh, Leet, uh, might have been Blazing Bob or Thrill. Bob and Thrill were both there for different occasions. Bob was there and then Thrill took over for Bob, yeah. Right. And Those I games were a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I think we had the rest of uh, the B team that we are starting up. I mean, playing our main roles in low gold, <laughs> what, how is it not going to be fun? I, I felt bad True. afterwards, to be honest. True. But, but I mean, <laughs> considering all things considered, like we weren't cheating or anything all no. that bad. I mean, <laughs> because uh, we had a guy that's in gold, uh, Leet, who was actually the guy that started the Patreon or the um, GoFundMe right. to get this GPU. And we had a guy in silver, like a legit silver. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, that guy, uh, Leet, showed out on yeah. DPS. I'm calling yeah. you out on the podcast right now. That dude showed the fuck out on yeah, DPS. Yeah, was, Leet was balling. Um, you and I hadn't played together a lot before, so I think it was probably beneficial for us to <laughs> do that at a oh, lower yeah. SR because our it synergy, seemed- we clicked pretty quickly with the main and off tank role because about three games in, I think we just kind of figured it out. And I think we steamrolled every team. I think we won six in a row. Yeah, it was a ridiculous number. Yeah, because I, I reason, jumped on my new account and or my 
my older account and I'm six and zero on placements on that account now. So. And the reason that we click so fast is because you play Reinhardt almost identically to Bob. Like aggro as fuck. And if you have a team behind you, then you get healed, you get bubbled, you get kills and damage yeah. and all everything else. You do that in uh solo queue ladder, then it's uh it's gonna be a death sentence. Yeah. Um but uh I definitely had fun that night though. Those were some those are a lot of fun games. Um I know you were enjoying the level of salt rising when we faced the same team two times in a row. Oh yeah, those guys literally just sent, spent the whole second match complaining that uh, Thrill was a paid booster and carrying all of us. <laughs> Thrill wasn't even he wasn't even playing a role to carry or anything. Like we all got accused of not just uh, being Smurfs, which the only one that was technically Smurfing was Thrill. He was playing an off role, um, and so was Bob actually. Um, well, Bob but, literally played nothing but Reaper. He was doing it just as an experiment. Yeah, he, he and, only picked Reaper, no matter the situation, no matter the map. Um, so you could say, in a way, certain maps he was throwing. That's right. Yeah. So we yeah. Were, we were actually had a handicap, but um, so yeah, we had Bob on Reaper, and I forget what Thrill was playing, but it was a role that he doesn't normally play. I don't think, or maybe it was Lucia. I'm not sure. He played a bit um, of a Cree, I think. Um, but he played quite a few different things. Okay. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, we came up against this team twice in a row, and they not only accused us of being Smurfs, they actually accused us of cheating somehow, like, <laughs> I guess, aimbotting or something. Uh, they accused every one of us of uh, of cheating the game, and it was it was pretty pretty ego-boosting, I guess. Um, as did, the, as, as I said last feel, show, it did as I said last good. show, the, the salt flows, my power grows. I think it was like the third six-man shatter in a row I landed by simply just being speed boosted and walking through his shield. Um, oh he, yeah. That was ridiculous. Just, that, that guy quit the game after three shatters in a row. He literally just quit. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that, that feels good. It does feel good. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, I actually did get a new account, uh, called windows X penis, <laughs> <laughs> which is hence my intro. Uh, and, uh, I've started working purely on mechanics on that one because, as you're about to find out, I learned a lot about myself and the game of Overwatch recently in the Watchers Tournament, and we're going to segue into our next topic with that. Uh, no, actually, God damn it, wrong topic again. <laughs> Segway fail number two. We'll Segway, see if we can I get this right. I keep failing these segues. Um, before we I, move on with that, I will say the most enjoyable games I had this week in Overwatch were the games that you and I just messed around with Quinn Quick Play on our two new accounts. Uh, Kinder realizing how bad he is at hit scan, and me trying to figure out the intricacies of hamster, no matter the situation. Oh man, um, I am I am so so terrible <laughs> at hit scan DPS. Like you don't know how bad you are at hit scan until you miss six shots on a stationary target with Widowmaker. Like it's bad, it's really bad, and I learned pretty quickly that that's one of my biggest problem areas and the reason that I'm not climbing. <laughs> um even though uh even though i play a pretty decent zarya and everything else i mean your but, tracking's uh, there it's just the flicks oh yeah I've, i know? have tracking i just don't yeah. have any sort of like hit scan or head clicking right and they're they're very different you know schools of thought you just need to be playing more osu probably <laughs> yeah i actually played a bit tonight and, oh did uh, you yeah yeah it didn't help but <laughs> <laughs> said i'm still trash it's okay <laughs> yeah uh but let's talk about the current meta and why Reaper 
is not as good as not as good as a lot of people think he is. That segues was about as good as Reefer's Wraith. I know, right? Oh, Reefer's Wraith is great. This is uh, what is it called? Shadow Step. That sucks. Yeah, Shadow Step is just god awful. Yeah. So Reefer is in a strange place right now, where on ladder, uh, if you're solo queuing, uh, not getting with any sort of groups or teams or anything like that, uh, you can do a lot of work with Reaper. Um, and I'm sure that any of you that have played this week solo queue have probably seen that or done it yourself if you're a DPS main. Um, because the way Reaper currently is, his lifesteal is so crazy effective, especially on tanks, uh, that he's not going to fall to a single per- single person dueling him. He will out-damage you every day of the week and live to tell the tale. Uh, so it requires a team effort, at least two people, if not more, to take down a Reaper that's diving a tank or just going it, walking through shield and just pumping him into Reinhardt. Like, he's not going to die to a Reinhardt swinging to him anymore. It's just not going to happen. But if you're playing in, even if you're in solo queue and playing with a team that has half-decent synergy or literally any time above, like, mid-plat, Reaper's still freaking sucks because his whole thing right now is just walking in pumping shots and surviving 1v1 he's become a another one of those characters that you just don't want to duel uh like may or like brigida you just don't duel these characters and you don't you didn't want to duel reaper before but now you really really don't want to pretty much no matter what character you are um so what's your take on it ben what do you think about the new reaper well, I, I think, as you said, he's in a really interesting spot. Um, as we played with Bob the other night, who used to play a lot of Reaper, so he's definitely familiar with the character. He did not have a lot of success, and that was us playing in like 2100 area. Um, so I don't think he's an automatic win condition in lower SR. I think in the solo queue realm, probably like plat and below, he definitely has hard carry potential. Because teamwork is not an actual thing. The minute there's any sort of coordination or teamwork, he is instantly shut down and is just feeding or just being like a less effective tracer, just kind of a nuisance to the back line. Right. But doesn't have a pulse bomb to pick one of your healers off immediately. Um, Right. I mean, as someone who plays mostly main and off tanks, I die more to Reaper than I have in the past, Um, but that's going to happen. You know, it's just... You have to play a little more carefully with against him. Um, if you're playing uh, Monkey and they have a Reaper, you really need to think about switching um, because he definitely makes it a lot harder to even do the bubble dance um, just because he's unkillable. Um, as you said, though, if you're trying to 1v1 and duel him, you're not going to have a good time, no matter what character you are, unless you're uh, McCree or Widow, and then you can duel him all you want because he's not going to ever get close enough to do anything to you. Um, So I've been recommending a lot of games that I've been into. Hey, Reaper's dropping our backline pretty quickly. We need a McCree. Um, We need an Ash. Ash works really well against him. Coach gun him away. He literally is ineffective. And then you could just plug him with shots. Lucio is really effective against him. You just boop him away and everyone focuses him. Anna is insanely effective against him with her sleep darts and her nade. Um, I mean, anyone not a tank that actually has some range or CC, he just countered really hard. And once people in that lower elo learn how to play against him, I think he'll get shut down as well. 
But as we know, most of the people playing in those ELOs, they're not, they're down there for a reason and they're probably not going to, you know, figure it out on their own. So he'll probably remain dominant down there for quite a while because down there it's a 1v1 meta. Team fights yeah. don't happen. It's six 1v1s happening all over the map and Reaper's going to win every one of those 1v1s and then that'll be that. Right. And I can't really think of uh, too many duels that he gets in that he won't win except for like a Farah. <laughs> you know, um, he can he can outplay a McCree if he times his Wraith form correctly. Yep. Uh, I actually got juked by a very, very good Reaper uh, tonight when I was playing. Uh, it was obviously a guy on a Smurf account because I was on my new account and he's, well, I say Smurf, but he was on a new account probably trying out Reaper. But uh, I was playing McCree and this guy and I went back and forth the entire match and he, about 50% of the time, uh, he was able to to juke out my flashbangs and he would out-damage me every single time. But um, but yeah, even if you just go like far or pharmacy or literally anything like that, you can take him down. It's just in that elo a lot of times, switches are, are an afterthought. You know, after six failed pushes, oh, maybe it's time to switch with a minute on the clock. Yeah, I had a game the other night where we had a Genji on our team, and I think I told you about this. Uh, he had Blade for six fights in a row, and Reaper was just dominating it. So I was like, look, man, Genji's not going to get it done against Reaper because you're having to get in against him. That's not going to help. We need someone to help peel for our healers in a DPS aspect and someone who can take out Reaper. And his response was, well, I have Blade. It's like, okay, use it. Well, it, it wasn't the right time. Okay, then switch. Well, but I still have Blade. You know, it's this constant do si do and this is on one of my lower accounts. And that's the kind of mentality you run into, unfortunately. And that's what people get stuck in that elo because they're not thinking about the game in a whole. They're more thinking of it as like, how many kills can I get with my ult? Why would I just throw away my ult? I mean, once you get to a certain point in this game in a mental state, you realize the holding onto an ult is so much less beneficial than making a counter pick. Um, yeah, you maybe get two or three kills from an ult. Great. But was your team there to capitalize on it? Because if not, then who gives a shit? Um, right. While that counter pick literally could change the tide of a game and be the difference between you getting held at the choke after first point on Route 66. I've never been held there in my life. And I, that happened this week. Um, <laughs> it could be the difference of that and actually finishing the map. Um, I will say, though, it's funny. We talked about the Roadhog guy last night in one of the games we played. I absolutely made a guy switch off of Reaper while playing on Roadhog. But that was also a new account. And I really think the guy was literally new to the game um, <laughs> because he did not stand a chance. Every time he came out of Wraith, I hooked him and blasted him and meleeed him. And he didn't even really shoot. He just kept like try running away. So, I mean, I think that's an anomaly. He just didn't yeah, know what was going that, on. That sounds like somebody new to the game. Yeah. that doesn't know mechanics. But uh, other than Reaper, we got a bit of news. Um, uh, in an interview, I believe somebody had with Jeff Kaplan uh, about some upcoming, I guess, quote unquote buffs. Uh, you want to lead us in with that? Yeah, sure. So one of the Jeffs um, was on stream with Emong where they've been doing their streamers at Blizzard HQ. Uh, they've been doing pretty regularly with some of the devs getting to talk with them on stream, which is pretty cool. Gives a little transparency into their thought process. And they discussed incoming patches or buffs that they're working on specifically with four characters that kind of have what they deemed as channeling damage. Um, and that would be Zarya, Moira, Winston, and Symmetra. 
So right. not hit scan, not projectile, but damage that ticks at a very high frequency, but very low amounts. Um, and when the damage comes out in that manner, armor hits it in a very bad way. Um, if you've ever played Winston enough to understand him, you will know that shooting someone with armor is basically a waste of your time um, because of the way armor mitigates damage. And so they're looking into changing that up a bit. They did say they don't want to nerf or they don't want to buff the damage insanely because that's not what they're trying to do. They want to find a balance between dealing that damage, feeling good and hearing the constant ticks, but at the same time doing more to the armor than it's actually doing. So they're, they're playing with it. They're tweaking it, but we should see a patch. I would imagine the PTR in the next few weeks about those four heroes getting a little bit of buff to their damage. Right. And what we say when we mean tick rate is uh, the best example for this is monkey. So if you take monkey and use his weapon, you'll hear a in the background. That's it's the, just the damage noise along with his electricity. Uh, and if you listen to that, that's the tick rate. That's uh, what the when the damage is actually being done. It's not one long streamlined uh, line of damage like you might think it is, like with a Zarya beam or with a Symmetra or anything like that. It's actually a rate of constant hits uh, being done. Uh, and I believe what they're trying to do is, I guess, increase uh, the speed of that. Of that tick rate? Well, they're trying to decrease the speed of the tick. Decrease the um, speed, so increase less, the damage. Less so hits it works per better. second, but more damage per hit. That way the armor mitigates the damage less. Yeah. Because you. from what they're saying, the armor is and it's a fact. Like again, as someone who plays a lot of monkey, you cannot deal damage to people with armor because the way armor works, it reduces the damage dealt each time it's dealt. So when you deal damage that frequently within a second and small bursts, it just gets mitigated that much more. And it has not even a linear effect, almost an exponential effect to reduce the incoming damage. So they're trying to find the sweet spot. Um, they said the reason these characters feel so good to play is you hear that constant tick of damage. So they don't want that to go away. They want you to feel good when you play them. But at the same time, they also want you to have some sort of effect against armor and not have each single tick mitigated by just armor being there. Right. So at this point, it's just going to be a numbers game. Um, basically, their damage on everyone else that doesn't have armor will be should be the same damage per second. Uh, but they're adjusting it so that it feels somewhat effective against armor instead of completely bloody useless. Yeah, and um, I don't think they're going to buff the overall DPS on any one of these heroes. It'll probably remain consistent across the board. Um, maybe it'll be more in line with all these characters getting um, unnoticed buffs with the recent armor nerf. I think they'll probably try to have it back up in line with all of that because everyone basically got a buff when the armor got nerfed, except for these four heroes. They were kind of left as is. So I right. think they want to just, they're just get, playing the whole guess and check game and trying to find that sweet spot. Like you said, with just doing some, doing some real good science in the test lab until they right. can figure out that sweet spot. That way, like a monkey and uh, monkey or Moira or whoever uh, will be the same same amount of effective against a Genji, but more effective against like an armored ass goats team, yep, which is, exactly. again, what they're trying to do. They're trying their hardest to get rid of goats, but it's just not working. Goats won't die. 
no matter what you do, you can die, die, die at all you want. It just won't die. <laughs> well, and I think so. I interviewed Dirt's coach. So Dirt was is one of the teams who's still remaining in the Watchers Brawl. And, and that's a segue. As I see, you got it. I nailed it this time. I fucking lined that right up. So Dirt, um, I got to cast a couple of games uh, these past few weeks in the Watchers Brawl. And I interviewed Dirt's coach before one of the games. And uh, he said he doesn't see Reaper ever being effective in the upper ELOs, um, except in chaotic fights. And that's where Reaper really shines. But in upper ELOs, you don't see chaotic fights because they have teamwork. Teamwork right. is the opposite of chaos. Um, from what I've talked to people who do play at the higher levels, the only way that they see goats getting nerfed, and I know this is a tangent, we'll get right back into brawl. Um, but th they see maybe a nerf to Lucio as the only way to do it because without Lucio goats doesn't go. Um, right. So I don't know that that's the way to go because I love where Lucio's at right now. Um, but I do understand where they're coming from in regards to that. So we'll see what they right. do. Um, I, I think they're going to have to do something with Reaper's kit um, because if he can become, become a much more effective assassin rather than a brawler, he'll be where he needs to be, I think. Um, I mean, hell, even Somber right now, who supposedly counters goats, has a lower pick rate than Torbjorn uh, at the Grandmaster level, which is insane to me. I, you know, I, I figured Sombra is a, a high skill cap character with a lot of potential to shut shit down. But obviously, Goats is the top, and you see Sombra down here at the very bottom uh, with pick rates and everything in GM. I'm just actually, blows my mind. I'm actually surprised to see Sombra picks that low, um, especially considering uh, how your guys' game went last night. Um, Rip the Dream. Uh, team Mike Rick was eliminated last night. Um, I was casting that game, and they played their ass off. But uh, they went up against some stiff competition last night, and their Sombra on King's Row just dismantled uh, your guys' defense from from what I was watching, at least. I mean, you were in the game. Tell me about how you felt about their Sombra <laughs> hacking Ryan constantly. Oh, yeah. We were, we were in an unfortunate position, uh, to be perfectly honest, because we didn't have Thrill. Uh, thrill um, couldn't make it. Uh, we didn't know till last minute we had to get an emergency sub. And uh, we got Skarm, who is a top-notch Lucio. Uh, he's a phenomenal Lucio. But we really needed a DPS sub, and Skarm's not a DPS. So we were stuck in between a rock and a hard place playing Goats, where with Team Mikrek, we didn't really want to play Goats in this tournament a whole lot. And we hadn't been. We played modified Goats with McCree, and that was about it. Um, but we were forced to run Goats into a Sombra who is countering this goat's composition pretty hard. And we did, we did, I, I, I all things considered, we did very well against it. Uh, but they identified a win, a win condition really hard and shut it down. Um, I think if we would have had uh, our full roster, especially if we had um, Thrill and uh, who's our other guy, I play games. If we'd have had both of them in, because iPlay was uh, subbed in for Mel Arena as well, which Mel is great, but you know she's a she's a healer mercy main. Uh, she's not really big on Ana. Um, if we had those two, I think we could have shot them down pretty easy. Yeah, that was. But, the, that, oh, keep going. I'm sorry. No, go go ahead. Well, I was to say that's the second game that I've casted watching Dirt. Um, I do think you guys had the advantage with the full roster um, because it was pretty evident in the first game. Your guys' synergy was just. 
a little out of sorts on Numbani on your attack. Um, it wasn't clicking as it was in the rest of the tournament because the second and third game you guys played, you guys looked like a well-oiled machine. Um, and then last night, it didn't look the same. Um, you guys kind of figured it out on King's Row on offense. Um, but watching Dirt play a couple of times, it's become very evident to me how strong Hammond can be. In oh, the you're right talking hands. about Rebind Shift. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Rebind Re- shift. You yeah. played Rebind Shift last night. I apologize. I keep saying Dirt. Yeah. Uh, uh, dirt actually played Rebind Shift they, tonight. They played and tonight in Dirt 1, right? Yeah. yeah. No, Rebind 1. Rebind 1? Yep, they beat them. Oh, okay. So it was Rebind tomorrow night against Big Oof to move yes. on to the finals against Maximize Gaming, I believe. Right. And I hate to say it, but I think Maximize is going to tear them a new one. They are uh, way it's, good. It's not going to be close. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm casting tomorrow night's game, so I don't want to like make predictions or anything. Um, but I think Maximize will take it no matter who which, they play. Which Maximize's first game against Rebind Shift was a pretty damn good game. It was. I don't think Maximize was together like they like they have been. Um, you know, that was their first game of the tournament as well. Um I I gotta say, I think Maximize is gonna take it. I really hope Rebind puts up a good fight though. They they're both teams that they're both the teams that knocked us out back to back. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who wins, we don't look that bad. You don't look terrible, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I've had a lot of fun casting the tournament. I've learned a lot about uh, what I do enjoy about Overwatch, and I think it's less about... I, I love playing Overwatch, don't get me wrong, but I enjoy the mental backflips that happens in a game and being able to cast it and see the things happening before they happen. Um, not to toot my own horn, but I think I called uh, yeah, three your or four... Was crazy. I think I called three or four plays last night, and as I'm saying it, they just happened to play out exactly as they did um and i think yeah, that we comes had some a lot. dude stradamus going on last <laughs> night um and i think that comes a lot for me watching a lot of overwatch league um you can kind of see things happen when you see teams alt economy and how they're doing and again I, that's the second time i've casted both not you guys but i know how you guys play so i'm a little familiar with your guys play style um what have you learned <laughs> about your your strengths and weaknesses in overwatch based on playing in this tournament i learned a shit ton um i learned a whole lot of little small tips that i never would have considered had they not been taught to me um there's a lot of little things about zarya that i learned like um placement on ult um i learned uh things like just never stop doing damage uh with zarya like it seems like a no-brainer but even if it's trash damage with Zarya, your ult is so fucking valuable. Uh-huh. You know, just get that trash damage all the time. And there's another thing that I was taught my thrill. Um, when you're playing Zarya and you have a Reinhardt, pretty much you go in front of your Reinhardt, get aggro as fuck, use your bubble, get your charge, get out, then let your, let your Rhine get aggro as Bob tends to love to do. <laughs> let your Rhine get aggro, bubble him, and then kind of have that switch out back and forth. Um, just always one person aggro as fuck always one tank aggro and that gets you a lot of ult charge that gets you a lot of um a lot of good ult economy and things like that yes yeah, that kind of it's that kind of yo-yo mechanic um, right zarya goes in with her bubble and then she bet and then ryan you don't necessarily need to back up as her you let ryan kind of go past you and then if you right. keep doing that kind of motion you're highly charged ryan's feeling good when he's pushing forward ryan holding s is not a good ryan Ryan holding yeah. W is good, Ryan. <laughs> so any reason to hold W and swing is always a good time, and Bubble makes that uh, very capable. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I notice a lot with Zarya play when you do see tournaments like this, and I think you touched on it, is the gra- the graph placement. 
the higher level you you get in games, the higher off the ground you see the gravs land. They throw right. them up in the air, off the ground, um, and you can just do so much more with that when there isn't a shield connected to the ground at Ryan's hand. Right. Um, so it, it's very interesting to see where they put the grabs in relation to height off of the ground. Right. And uh, another thing that I learned the hard way last oh night. Oh, my God. Such a brutal stagger. Oh, oh my God. So I, I've been staggered once in this tournament already. Uh, it was a pretty brutal stagger, but there was nothing, literally nothing I could do about that one because we got killed in a team fight and they got me last out of mech and I was just, I was just staggered. That was, well, I think all it was, I could do. it was CP too. So you really couldn't go. Anywhere. Yeah, it was two CP. There was nothing I could do about that. But, uh, last night we were playing on new Bonnie and, uh, I got staggered and we're in that weird second phase right after first point cap. Uh, and I'm trying to go off the edge, like way off the other side. So I start running towards the edge and, Rebind shifts those ingenious motherfuckers. They just start body blocking me. Like oh. they don't shoot me, they don't hit me, they don't do anything. They just start using their fucking fat asses and body blocking me the whole fucking time. They staggered me for like a good 10, 15 seconds. It, it was a long time. Like uh me and 3P, we were just hurting for you. And then uh, when they was when awful. they forced you like down that stair hallway, I was like, oh my God, dude, this is hard to yeah. watch. It's it's not even fair right now. Yeah, it was awful. But Something that was said, actually, the caster's the one that kind of taught me this, yep. was just go to payload. I don't know why I never thought of that. Just go to fucking payload when you're D.Va, if you're on a payload map. Go contest payload. They don't get any push. They got to kill you. And you avoid that big-ass stagger. But Yeah, shout out, shout out to 3P and uh, Sir Waltham. Been an absolute pleasure casting alongside the two of them uh, this whole tournament. Oh, um, yeah, they are so great. And the guy, uh, was that 3P last great. night? Yeah, that was 3P last night. That guy, he gets so excited. I had a triple with Diva, um, a triple he with Diva Bomb. <laughs> and he was like, Kinder, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Kinder, what are you doing? That, he's, uh, he's a lot of fun to cast alongside. Um, this was my first uh, introduction into casting. Um, I've actually been invited to cast in the next tournament next month. Um, and as we're recording, Refused actually asked if I could... He, if he would not mind uh, adding me into the casters brawl staff for future events because um, they've enjoyed me doing it. So I'm really glad I took the leap of faith and put myself out there and to do it because I've had a lot of fun. So shout out to those oh, guys yeah. for helping me figure out I can do this. So been oh, a good yeah, time. You were extremely good at casting. Um, if you could just get as excited as three people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love hearing that guy get excited because it's obvious that he just loves the game and it's my, fir shit. my first <laughs> game I cast with him, I think we spent almost the whole time laughing uh, just because he was going off and then I was making little jokes. And it's just it's a lot. He makes casting a lot easier because of how much fun he is just having talking about what's happening on the screen. Right. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely I'm not mistaken. Someone, I think he is a uh, what's the what's the amateur league called? I'm, I should be contenders. I, I keep confusing that with open division. Uh, I knew it wasn't Open Division, but I couldn't remember what it was called. I I think he does uh, casting for them too, or he's or he's trying to. He? I think he's trying to. Um, I can't remember her name, but the person who cast tonight with Waltham, she is actually on the desk on Contenders. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so she casted tonight. I watched that game tonight just with the sole intent of hearing her cast, and definitely picked up on some pretty cool things that she was doing. Um. Tomorrow night, I'm actually doing play-by-play -play for the first time. I've been doing color commentary the first couple games, 
So tomorrow I'll do be I'll be doing play by play. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I'm uh I'm excited to you know keep testing my chops here in the uh, casting arena. I'm definitely going to check that out. And uh, if you guys want to catch the rest of the Watchers tournament, that's going to be twitch.tv slash the Watchers OW. The Watchers OW, not just Watchers. I make yeah. that mistake every damn time. <laughs> Only two games left. Tomorrow night is semifinal <laughs> at 8 o'clock. Um, and I'm pretty sure the final is the following night also at 8 o'clock. Yeah. And it's a um, shit ton of fun. Like, I don't care for Overwatch League uh, all that much a lot of the time. You know, like I watch it and it's like, eh. You know, I, I if I watch it with people, I get into it. But if I watch it by myself, you know, but it, these games, it's like people are making mistakes. People are making dumb decisions. You yeah. see the ingenious shit that's not just fucking goats every game. It's like, oh, shit, you know, and it's a lot of fun. Well, and I think that's, that's one of the know. great things about this tournament is it's not just people trying to do nothing but win at any cost. You know, um, when you do when you see pro style play. They're doing the most effective thing in the meta at that time, which right now is goats. So it's constant goats. We goats mirror matches, which is not fun to watch. It's not fun to listen to the casters cast because the only time it is fun is when you see six ultimates get thrown out from each team, which happens every other fight. This tournament, right. you could see the dedication from teams refusing to run goats because they don't have fun playing goats. Um, you guys are a shining example of that. You guys did what you were having fun doing. Um, Rebind shift is insane with their Hammond somber dive. It's really fun to watch, um, especially with how good Pyro is at Hammond. Um, he's one of the more creative Hammond players I've ever seen. He literally inspired me to want to start playing Hammond on my new account um, just because of the value he was getting out of his dives coordinated with Sombra. So you see all these kind of different uh, comps and teams just out there having fun. Um, I do think in the future, and I think they're doing this their next tournament, they're limiting the range of SR of teams playing against each other um, because watching a 4,000 team go up against a 2.4 team isn't fun for anybody. Yeah. Um, and that the first game I casted, that was the case. Uh, <laughs> and it was tough to watch. Um, but at the same time, the guys on, that were 2.4, they were not scared. Uh, they embraced the opportunity to play against guys they knew they would get rolled by. And they went into it and just had a good time and learned a lot from it. Um, so at the end of the day, if that's what's happening, I mean, I think it's great for these small tournaments to keep taking place and they're doing another one next month. Um, yeah. So I think refused has something here. I think he's going to keep doing this and keep rolling with it. And I wish him the best of luck. He's a good dude. And I'm really happy he put on this tournament. Oh yeah. And the fact that it was so cleanly put together and so well done, uh, didn't hurt anything. Oh, uh, production value has been people, on point. Oh yeah. I've, I've seen more people come to this tournament and watch, uh, watch them out of the gate than any, like I think their very first few matches, they had like 40 or 50, 40 or 50 viewers. And even from people that have dropped from watching the whole tourney, this, this tourney has been going on for the whole month, by the way, I haven't yet to see a single match go under, uh, 25 viewers. I haven't seen a match yet, uh, that hasn't had at least 25 people at one point in time watching the match. um, and I think ours last night was about that way too. You know, so. Yeah, I think but, uh, I don't remember what the number was last night because um, I kind of had to impromptu join um, in the middle of the first uh, map. But on Saturday, I think Refuse said we had about 75 people watching <laughs> at one point, um, right. which is awesome for him just doing this for the first time just because he wants to do it. Yeah, um, so. I'm it's More bringing people him, from you know? all kinds of communities, all kinds of uh, different stuff. We met a guy last night, our sub, uh, Skarm, 
happened to know uh, Rebind Shifts. I think it was Lucio. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, they they play together all the time. They know each other, and it was kind of an epic showdown with them. Uh, it was funny that we brought in Skarm, and he just knew this team. But uh, it's crazy how this how this community just kind of comes together and learns things and stuff. Uh, if it were up to me, uh, I would I would get Rebind Shift and uh, Maximize Gaming to to scrim against constantly and just get rolled over and over and over again until we improve. Yeah, uh, because that game that we had against Maximize that was such a difficult game for us that was really good. Uh, you could. Even though we were getting wrecked, uh, even though we were getting schooled, we got our shit together and we were taking our time, making decisions, doing the things that we needed to do in that game that we may not have thought of on the point before uh, if it was a closer game. You know what I mean? And didn't you guys finish uh, King's Row against them? We did. Um, yeah, and that, that's incredible. Those guys have been in open division. Their, their average SR is like 4.2K. Yeah, those guys, all GMs. those guys yeah, considering are considering I'm a fucking gold player right now. <laughs> yeah, those are insanely good teams. And for you guys to finish on King's Row, hats off to everyone on Mike Rec. Um Bob, I know he wears his heart on his shoulder. Um he he played his ass off as Ryan. He played in positions that he's not comfortable with on Arissa, you know, but he went out there and did it. So hats off to you guys for sticking your neck out there and competing against really good teams that have played at that level for a long time. Oh, yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. I look forward to improving myself and trying it again. I really hope they hold a uh, hold a tournament that doesn't have all GM players at some point. Though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so the next topic that we have uh, is something that I just found out tonight, or I found out a few days ago, and I didn't realize until tonight. There is a permanent price drop to $19 on Overwatch. Well, 19.99 uh, on Overwatch right now. I thought I caught it on sale when I bought my alt. And it turns out that's a permanent change. So does that say anything about the state of the game to you right now? I think what it says is Overwatch knows their player base is probably decreasing right now. So they're doing their best um to kind of generate more revenue because they know they're not going to attract new players um right now, uh, especially because the whole consensus around Overwatch is that it's a dying game and it's toxic. I completely disagree. I, I love Overwatch right now just as much as I did when it first came out. Um, but I think they know they have a better chance of selling copies <coughs> to current players wanting to get new accounts rather than keeping it at 40 and trying to get new players in. Um, right. That's my hot take. Um, I don't know if it's right, but it feels right. And I think we're going to see a giant wave of tiny blue men running around, um, which is not going to be good <laughs> for the comp scene, in my opinion. Now, see what I am hoping, like this is a complete speculative. There's, I have no information that confirms this, but my secret hope is that they're getting ready to put out some kind of DLC, uh, some kind of extra something. They, they've been really tight lipped lately. Uh, and I'm sure you know this set as well. Anytime oh, yeah. they're asked questions about things, they've been really tight lipped. Um, I don't know what they're going. They're going to do. Uh, but I really would like to see paid or no, preferably paid because that's usually higher quality. It usually indicates that it's going to be higher quality. Uh, some kind of DLC, some kind of maybe even a story mode or like, I don't know, something, something to bring extra life to this game. Um, 
And there were rumors months ago. Uh, I don't know if you you had caught these rumors, but there were rumors months and months ago that they were eventually going to kill a character in lore. Uh, one of the player characters. Uh, I don't know I how much by truth the name of that. Brig. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, Murder Brig. <laughs> I think this might have even been before Brig came out. I remember um, hearing that. I didn't really. Uh, I mean, I spread. I started the rumor, so I definitely heard it. <laughs> Um, but no, I heard rumblings about it. I think it'd be really cool for them to do. Um, destiny did it and it paid (laughs) off. Uh, they killed their most intriguing NPC in the game and it paid off. And I know they're completely different games. Um, but for some reason, people in this community are obsessed with overwatch lore, even though there is none. Um, (laughs) so I guess if they do something like that, as a way to introduce like a per as you said like a a paid dlc pve kind of format with archives coming back here pretty soon because archives i believe is the next live event on the schedule yeah so if they're going to do something i would imagine we're looking at a new character coming up here in the next month or two um it's about that time and if they kind of lined that up with year of the pig character drop and then archives but archives expanded and blown up with a couple of different maps, plus all the old ones brought back, then yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, Also incentivizing them to drop the game in price. Like they have to justify paid for DLC. Right. Well, here's your justification. We just made the game half price. That's a great way to bring in a whole new uh, wave of players that are not blue skin players. So, right. And granted, I did buy an alt account um, when I saw the price drop and everything because, like I said, I thought it was on sale and I didn't have a, I wasn't <laughs> going to have another chance. <laughs> if I'd have known, I probably would have waited. But uh, I'm also playing on, I'm playing DPS hit scan only, and I play it maybe a silver level, <laughs> if that, uh, at DPS hit scan. So uh, I'm, I'm what you call, uh, it's what you call a practice account. That's no Smurf. Um, Watching Kinder from the death cam try to duel someone who's not looking at him is comedy gold. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, God. I'm, I'm just I'm just really, really terrible with my mechanics. Granted, Overwatch is my first uh, PC FPS, the first proper PC FPS. I played on console way up until the like the week Overwatch came out. I, I finally picked it up and started playing FPS this year, but even the games I did play on PC, I play with a controller like Dark Souls and shit. Yeah, I mean, um, I just built my first PC last year. Um, I played PC games when I was a kid before consoles ever came out, but I'm talking games like Myst. Um, you know, point right. and click adventure games, which by the way, Myst is the shit. If you've never played Myst, go play Myst. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I played nothing but shooters on console. It is a very different world when you get to PC. And you're at a huge disadvantage compared to all the people, even if they're bad. If they've been playing PC games longer than you, you're at a disadvantage. Right. Um, so, you know, I send a stick to the the no brain can am heroes like, you know, Ryan and Winston that actually take brains to play. So fuck off. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, that that's one of the, the draws to me about Overwatch is that there are so many different play styles that don't rely on just pure mechanical skill with flick aiming and stuff like that. It makes you fully capable depending on what your strong suits are right like i'm i'm so much better i'm so so much better at tracking than i am a hit scan um 
like I played Tracer on the same account. And uh, I'm sure my MMR is placing me around like the silver level or whatever. And I used to main Tracer on my other account. I played Tracer for a game or two and it was kind of sad. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I kind of felt bad for it. So I just switched back to, I think I switched to McCree or a soldier. But, uh, so uh, Watchpoint Radio listeners, if you want to have some uh, real fun, you hit up me or Kinder on some of our new accounts <laughs> while we're trying to play heroes that we don't know how to play. And it's a... Uh, it's fun when you die and just watch from our vantage point of what's actually happening. Oh yeah. I can actually put that battle tag out. Uh, if you want to, I don't mind. I don't, I don't have any friends on that account. I don't care who plays with me on it because it is purely, uh, going to be a DPS practice account. You know, well, I think we confirmed uh, last night. We both have one friend on these accounts and it's each right, other. And there's each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So. so my my alt account that I just got right now, feel free. Anybody that listens to the show, if you want to just send me a request, uh, we can play some games. It doesn't matter what elo you're at. You can be in bronze, silver, whatever. I'll, I'll play with you. I'm not level 25 yet, uh, but it's Windows X penis without the E number 1174. Uh, so feel free to add me on that. Um, just tell me, hey, I'm a fan of WPR or I listen to the show or, hey, I think you're a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just add me and we'll play some games. And you can also go to the Discord, which is discord.me slash smash those buttons and hit up people uh, for games anytime. Uh, a lot of the times, me, dude, Bob, Ja, we'll all get on and have a grand old time. Yeah, and I'll, I'll put mine out there as well. It's a gruesome twosome, so G-R-U-S-U-M to sum uh pound one four seven nine that's how you know i'm old i say pound instead of hashtag. I, say pound. Um, I didn't say hashtag either i say number oh, okay um yeah i'm not one of these hipster fucks hashtag and everything so it's okay <laughs> um but I, I know i've been making an effort the past few weeks to try to be better about being on the discord and announce when i'm jumping on um i know fozzy uh messaged me late last night it was after i got off to bed so we're not naming this episode after you again. You already had your light, time in the light, but um, you know, if you got know, a we named an episode us, after him, What's we that? named an episode after him. We added him to our team. Like, yeah, he this guy's getting too much the, love. The best week ever, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, shoot us messages, guys. Uh, we are always glad to jump on and play some games uh, when we are on. So yeah, and while you're on the Discord, while you're at it. Go ahead and message us with any questions that you have to the show. If you have any questions or funny stories or literally anything that you just want to say to us directly, uh, feel free. We don't get all that many messages, so it's not like you're going to bother us. Uh, I promise you. <laughs> yeah, ask uh, Kinder the, how skinny it really is. I mean, yeah, he'll tell right? you. I've asked I'll probably send, I'll send you a picture, like as long as you're of age and give me your, <laughs> like put your driver's license in the message and we're like good to go. <laughs> if, you need, if you need personalized memes, Kinder is your man. All right. He oh, will yeah, do the I, job all day, every day. If you want uh big Lebowski references, message me. I'll tell you how disappointed I am that the new trailer that he just dropped. Jeff Bridges meaning was basically just a preview for a Super Bowl commercial where he's starring alongside Sarah Jessica Parker, rehashing her role from sex in the city. I'm about to like disavow my dude abides tag <laughs> because of how disappointed I am. He refuses a white Russian for a stellar Artois and calls it a stellar artos. Like it's, oh, it's so infuriating as a big Lebowski <laughs> fan. Uh, oh, the biggest big Lebowski fan. The emotional roller coaster I went on last week, seeing a trailer or a, a preview with the song playing, him being in the full outfit and the tumbleweed going by. 
to find out it's just a fucking Super Bowl commercial. I've never been so upset in my life. Oh God, that's terrible. I didn't yeah. I didn't find out that it was a Super Bowl commercial. I think you had told me, oh my God, big classic too. And then I found out last night after we got off. I got saw it on you. Twitter and I threw my phone across the room. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Damn. It's that's super disappointing. Yeah. I, I just watched uh Boondock Saints uh one and two last night and mm-hmm. I forgot how the how much of a cliffhanger the ending of two was. I'm like, fuck, where's the third one? I just realized that they're never going to make one. Now I'm disappointed. Well, yeah, it's funny. When I mentioned uh, Big Lebowski 2, Bob was like, now, how excited can you be about that? Are we going to see Boondock Saints 2 kind of pre uh, sequel? Because in that case, you don't want it. Um, so, you know, there there is that. Maybe it's good that it's not happening. I don't um, know. I, I watched Boondock Saints 2 last night. It's completely off topic, by the way. I watched it last <laughs> night. And that movie is underappreciated, in my opinion. I liked it. Like, I've watched it before, but when I was much younger, now that I have a little bit more cultured taste, which I'm one of those guys that likes League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because I never read the comic and I didn't right. care about all the lore and shit. I thought that was an underrated movie. But that's just me. Catch us on Twitter at Watchbird Radio. <laughs> Come to Watchbird Radio, Radio for, your, <laughs> for your indie, indie movie analysis. Next week, we talk Gummo, the most underrated indie film of all time. <laughs> again that's going to be twitter at watchpoint radio <laughs> patreon.com slash watchpoint radio don't forget to like share and review the podcast like i said send us listener questions bother us please uh probably me or do a little bit more because jaw is actually busy yeah jaw actually does things <laughs> i mean both of us work but when we're not working we're just taking around jaw is actually an incredibly busy person and i, I i'm gonna apologize on behalf of both of us Jaw, for this thing going off the rails so. <laughs> oh no it's, it's good content it's good content it is this is you great people content, wondering man. what's gonna happen now <laughs> what will they talk about next uh reminds me of the uh, street fighter 5 or street fighter 4 listener what will happen now <laughs> uh, so hopefully yeah. by next week um i'll actually be streaming on a brand new pc oh um, yeah that's right you so ordered that's a bunch ex- of stuff yeah that's exciting hopefully all the parts are on friday so hopefully i don't break shit and i'm on a brand new rig next week recording. So that, that should be fun. It'll be an interesting experiment to see if my gameplay level actually increases. Um, I don't think overwatch is going to catch much of a, uh, an increase in frames or anything like that. Cause I'm already running at like 120. Yeah. Um, but I am going up to 1440 P. Um, so I'll be able to probably run 140 frames at ultra settings. Um, and I am getting a 1440p monitor running at 144 hertz with a one millisecond tick rate. So right. maybe Overwatch gets affected. I doubt it. I think the bigger boost in performance I'll see on games with actual graphic performance that pushes the hardware. Yeah. Um, so I am excited for that. That'll be pretty fun. I mean, considering I'm going from my, what is it, uh, 1050 Ti, or not even Ti, just the regular old 1050 to... My Vega 56 OC, whenever it gets our made, because they finally got it. I called them today and they were like, oh, nice. Like, like, guys, what the fuck's going on? You haven't updated me. Oh, yeah, we got it. We're working on it. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah. I anyway, am, I'm building a Hollow Knight inspired black and white theme. So anyone that's nice. a big fan of Hollow Knight, shout me some some dialogue. We'll, we'll chat about Hollow Knight because I am obsessed with that game. <laughs> you want to give us your socials while you're at it? Yeah, man. Um, Catch me on Twitter at the dude abides underscore B. Um, it may be formally known as the Dude Abides, uh, depending on if this commercial actually airs or not. <laughs> the artist formerly known. Um, the artist formerly known as that. Um, but yeah, like we said, catch us on Discord, shoot me a message. I'm down to play anytime, any any day that I'm actually on the computer. 
And you can catch me on Twitter at Nerfkinder, please. That's PLS. And you can find me on YouTube by the same name. Uh, once I get this RMA in, hopefully I'll start doing videos again. I've got a lot of missed out content because I can't record on this graphics card. I can't do any recording gameplay or OBS or anything. And I've missed so much content. And I'm hoping to keep up my gameplay and pick up a lot more stuff so I can start making videos again because I got the itch. And once again, you can catch us on discord.me slash mash those buttons, Twitter at Watchpoint Radio, patreon.com slash Watchpoint Radio. Remember, we hit our goal uh, last week uh, for our last uh, our last Patreon goal. So we are working on getting a new goal up uh, and we will definitely keep you in the loop whenever we do come up with a new one. And that's going to be it for Watchpoint Radio. This has been Kinder and the Dude Abides. We will catch you next week. Later, guys. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.